This is Joe Basso for Music Radar, the place for music makers, and I'm speaking with Noel Gallagher of Oasis. Noel, how are you? Very well. How are you? I'm very good. In the past, you've never been shy about touting the brilliance of your albums, <laughs> um, but you've been fairly low-key about Dig Out Your Soul. You even said in one interview that there were no hit singles on it. Is this some sort of reverse marketing on your part? Uh, no, that's just my opinion. I'm entitled to it, am I not? Of course. Yep, well, no, there's, I don't, I don't, um, you know, I don't see any singles in the traditional sense. Well, there were, I mean, there's going to be four or five singles off it, I would have thought, whether there'll be hits or not. Who knows? Who cares? The overall sound of the album is heavier, fuller and less trebly than some of the other records. Was this something that you wanted to work on? No, we've got, we've got um, our producer, Dave Sardi, looks after all that side of things. We just, you know, concentrate on getting the songs right. Is it, is it more... I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't get into the science of sound or technicalities in the, in the studio. I just, I just do my thing, and, you know, my, my, my part to play is to write the songs and make them be as best as they can be. It's other people's job to twiddle the knobs on the desk and do all that kind of thing. Now, you've worked with a number of producers over the years. How does working with Dave Sardi compare with other people you've recorded with? Well, to be honest, we haven't worked with any producers at all, ever. Dave's the first one we've ever worked with. You know, I've co-produced all the records up to this point. Um, Owen Morris, who'd done the first three albums, wasn't really a producer. He's more like an engineer. You okay. Know? So... It's a new thing for us, having a producer for the last two records, and I have to say, I wish we'd have done it sooner. It's been a massive lift, and uh, and it's taken a great deal of weight off uh, the shoulders of me personally and the rest of the boys in the band. We can just concentrate on being in a band instead of being producers, do you know what I mean? Which is, can be quite exhausting. The shock of the lightning, the beat recalls that of a rock and roll star. Was that intentional? It's kind of more, it's kind of more kraut rock, you know, like, like, like mm-hmm. bands like Can and Noi, really. But um, I guess it's the most energetic thing we've done for, in, for a single, for quite a few years. But I've got to say, on en- on all of the songs, nothing was really intentional. They all kind of happened in the studio. There wasn't a plan when we went in. Um, there isn't even a plan now. Do you know what I mean? We just we we made this. I mean, I don't analyse music. Um, a great deal you get in there and you do it it's either good or it's bad there's not a great deal more to say about musical than that the song I'm Out of Time is very beautiful were you surprised that Liam could write something so profound no not really no I mean he's I'm, I kind of I like I like his songs you know um, I wasn't surprised I wasn't you know I, I, I'm indifferent to to all that kind of stuff, but in a, in a good way, do you know what I mean? It's kind of he's expected to write brilliant songs. He's in Oasis. But that said, you know, in the beginning, you were writing all the songs, and mm. gradually, more members are writing songs. Is that by design? Is that because they're just writing better songs? I think there's a, a little bit of both. You know, I kind of got sick and tired of having to um, always be in a process of writing. Even when I was on tour, I would be required to write because there would be stuff coming out for B-sides and extra tracks in and shit like that. And um, when Andy and Gem joined, it was put to them that they would be required to write songs. 
and to Liam also. And look, luckily enough, they write good tunes, you know what I mean, which help to flesh out the records, which is great. What guitars did you use on the album? Were they your mainstays, the Les Pauls, the 335? Actually, actually, no. I... My main guitar is a is a 1960 Gibson 355. Right. Uh, which I've the Les Pauls I I only really use when I'm playing the older stuff off Definitely Maybe Live. But for this record, I used um, two Epiphone Casinos. One is an original 1960. I think it's probably a 1964. Uh, which has been sanded down, it's blonde. Okay. And, and one is one of the John Lennon reissue ones that came out a few years ago. Oh, back. yeah. They were the two main guitars I used all the way through the album, which is not its not like me. I don't really use real hollow-body guitars with P90s in it. It's not really my style. But, um, you know, they seem to work best in the studio this time around. What is your process for demoing songs? Do you have a home studio, or are your demos fairly elaborate? Well, I had my own full functioning, you know, recording studio with an EMI Mark II desk in and a, and a, and a really cool Neve desk. But I kind of got sick of it because the demos were just starting to sound better than the records. And um, so I've kind of, I haven't sold the equipment, but I've let the studio go. And we actually do our demos now in Gem's bedroom on uh, his little garage band computer. <laughs> Which is, I mean, you know, we, 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 we fell into this trap of recording a lot of demos for a record, then going to America to make the record and preferring the demos and trying to marry the two and it was, right. that's why that's why I don't believe the truth took about four and a half years. You know, it's a, it was a it was a struggle. So I kinda done the right thing and let the studio go as to not cause any more confusion when we make records. So now we do real scratchy, lo fi, shitty demos, knowing that, you know, there's no way that we can do it any worse than that in the studio. As a guitarist, you're a very lyrical lead soloist. In fact, it's funny because I don't, I, I don't really, I don't like playing lead guitar. It's not my strength. My strength is writing songs, you know. But because nobody else has really taken that bull by the horns, really, it was kind of always left to me. Do you know what I mean? I'm not. I mean, I wish I could play better lead guitar. I mean, I can I mean, I, but I do all is, right. But the thing is, you do. There's a song on the new record, "The Nature of Reality," where you're doing this crazed solo. Oh, at the yeah. end, and and to me, it was over way too soon, you know. Yeah, it does kind of finish too soon, but again, that's not my song, so I don't, I don't, you know. It's like when, it, when, it, when, it, whoever, whatever song we're doing in the studio, whoever it's written by is in charge of what, of how that song <coughs> appears on the record. So, I just play my part and leave it to them, really. When did you think you'd written your first great song? When I wrote "Live Forever." Does that would have been 1990. Two or 1993. Does songwriting come easily to you? Do songs come to you in an instant, or do you labor over them for weeks and months or years? Well, both. You know, I've got songs that fly out of me all, and they come all in one go, like The Importance of Being Idle or The Shock of the Lightning or Falling Down. And then I've got songs that take years to finish off, like um, Let There Be Love from the last record. Uh, and I've, you know, I've got songs I've been working on for years, so it, it kind of depends with me. Do you know what I mean? Right. Depends on the on the alignment of the moon. <laughs> We're gonna go in a totally different direction here now. So, are you excited about the uh, new Metallica record? <laughs> uh, I like everything about that band except the music. <laughs> you know, I know, I know Lars, 
he's a friend of the band and I've met them and hung out with them and they're really cool but metal is not my thing man but, <laughs> and do you know why? why? black drumsticks ah uh, no need Loris credits you recently with his decision to give up cocaine good boy did the two of you have a discussion about this? no 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 well um I'm sure he's become a better person though <laughs> it's usually what happens what was the last album that made a great positive impression on you? Um, there's a band from Vancouver called Black Mountain. Oh. Have you heard of those? I've heard of them, but I've not heard the record. Well, there's there's a record that's out. There's, there's the latest record. I don't I can't. I think, I can't know what it's called. Something about the future or something like that. But there's a record that they had out maybe a couple of years ago called Black Mountain. It's got black cover. You should check that out. It's really, really great. And what album recently did you just loathe? Um, I don't really, I don't really buy albums on the hoof, if you know what I mean. They're kind of, they're kind of recommended as, oh, you like this, but I don't. Let me see what album I bought. I really, really didn't like. I'm not sure. I buy, I don't buy records by bands that I don't like. Do you know what I mean? Sure. So I wouldn't, you know, go out and buy a block party record because I know it'd be shit. <laughs> in a 2005 interview I read in the uh, Observer, you said you despised hip-hop. You called Eminem an idiot. You said that 50 Cent was the most distasteful character you've ever crossed in your life. And Did I? Oh, okay. That's uh, what I read. Mm -hmm. And, of course, you were quite critical of Jay-Z's appearance at the Glastonbury Festival. But now, however, you say you like Jay-Z. Well, the thing. Well, in in the case of the latter, I I never I never had uh, anything to say about Jay Z per se. I was asked a, I was asked a question on a completely different subject, and it came out sounding like it sounded. But um, I actually don't mind Jay Z. But uh, hip hop's not my. Uh, I don't dislike it. My turn of phrase kind of gets me into trouble a great deal. I don't dislike it, but I don't. You know, I never have that moment where I think. Let's put on a bit of iced tea. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm. Uh, I think the golden age of hip hop is well and truly gone. You know, I love. I love stuff from the 80s and the late 70s. I think that's vital. But you know, I'm not a big fan of the stuff you hear these days. It seems all to be about status and bling and bitches and this, that, and the other. You know, that's not really my bag. Have you heard Ojasis, the mashup of Jay Z's Black Album and Morning Glory? I thought it was called Definitely Jay Z. It might be. I don't know. I I, I heard right. it. It was called Ojasis. All right. Oh well, have you heard it? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Where have you heard it? It was on the internet. Oh really? Yeah. What's the? I haven't. I'm. <coughs> I'm not aware. I mean, I'm. I'm aware that there's one out there, but I'm not aware. I mean, I'd like to hear it, of course. To my ears, it sounded pretty fun. Well, yeah. I mean, things like that are. Do you know? What I mean, I mean, all this kind of thing has been quite ludicrously blown out of all proportion. What do you think of? Guitar Hero in the the rock band games. Um, if you know it puts little plastic guitars into kids' hands and it kind of fires their imagination, I think that's a good thing. But um, I guess it's harmless fun, isn't it? But, what do but you think? I'm actually heartened by them. I have a 12-year-old son who uh, is turned. Well, I'd, ra I'd 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 rather that genre of video game than somebody getting their fucking head chopped off with a samurai sword while it getting fucked by a goblin up the arse with a laser. <laughs> exactly. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. 
No, he went to that website then, eh? <laughs> no, he 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 plays a uh, Guitar Hero, and and you know suddenly he's asking me about classic rock bands, you know. So I think it's a good thing. Oh, no, totally. I mean, I like I say, if you know, if if it gets kids interested in playing the guitar, then wow, you know, like it's better than it's better than them, you know. Like I say, trying to behead aliens. <laughs> this is Joe Basso for Music Radar, and I've been speaking with Noel Gallagher. Noel, thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, take care Goodbye. now. Goodbye. Bye-bye now.